What is up, party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. Super exciting episode for you guys this week. We have lots of PLL talk, a recap of the first Stanley Cup final game, and a lot of chaos. It's kind of a hilarious episode. We hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did. Love you guys so much. Let's have a good one. Let's go. It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra. See you, ladies. Ha. Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitating. Woo. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. What's up, like party it. people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. If you're new here, if you are not, welcome back. I think it's just fair to get it off that this is going to be a shit show of an episode. I feel like that we say that every week, but no, I'm so serious every time. Um, but my name is Kendra Middleton. This is my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, what's good? Life's great. Life is just dandy. <laughs> Thriving, truly. Um... <laughs> If you are new here, we open our show every week with this segment called HLH, which is your high of your last week, your low of your last week, and your hero of your last week, which is like something unexpectedly good that has happened to you. So Sarah, HLH, what is it? Okay, so pardon my high. Um, This is the second show I've done now from the new apartment. So I think... My high for this week is we got like patio furniture for the balcony finally. And we were like sitting out there last night and like I totally see why old people just like go and sit on their front porch. It is such good people watching. It really is. It really (laughs) is. For hours. I know. That's how I feel about riding public transportation. True. Yes. Public transportation too is good for people watching. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, my low, I feel like we both kind of have some stuff to go off here. I just in general wrote men. I have two reasons for this one. Okay. <laughs> one, this one's hinge related. So, you know, I go through phases with hinge. Like I'm not a big dating app user, but I'll yeah. Like, be like, yeah, let me get back on there, whatever. So the other day- Let me I get was, back out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was feeling optimistic, which I was immediately proved why I should not ever feel optimistic about dating. So I like said it because I think the last time I had it, I said it so that you couldn't like see me in the search. Like, so I turned it off. I turned it back on. And you know, the first person they showed me, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> that is the first person they fucking showed me after me being off hinge for like two, Sarah? three months. I actually have a really similar story. So the boy that I know he's not listening to this, so I don't feel like the need to like protect anything. He is like the love of my life. Like the boy I was dating right before I met you, like Mm -hmm. loved him. He fucking broke my heart. And the first thing, like after I was like ready to move on when I downloaded Hinge, like not move on because I still haven't moved on, which is like why I don't really date. Mm -hmm. But he was the first person to pop up there. And then after I took that hinge hiatus in the winter, I went to New York, like maybe a month or two ago. And Mm -hmm. he was the first person to pop up for me in New York city. 
in New York fucking city, New York city. See, my thing is, I hope, I don't know if he listens to this. I don't think he does, but he might have people that do. I won't lie. I reported his account. <laughs> I reported it because I was so like bitter and angry because he's certainly not the love of my life, but I just dislike him strongly. <laughs> Kendra knows how much I just oh, like yeah. him. When yeah. did this happen? Uh, two nights ago. <laughs> what it's like they it's just like the algorithm is like the worst part about mine was that we met on hinge and dated for like a year oh well we met off hinge that's how we what? We dated for almost two fucking years and then obviously that was a terrible terrible breakup but yeah if and I was you, like fuck you and I was reading through his answers just like seething <laughs> can I like say something like it's like tea but not tea am I like yes. allowed to say this if you change your mind we can cut it out but I think it's fine if you're an OG listener of this show rock climbing boy mm-hmm. that's all you need to know <laughs> that's all rock you need climbing. to know it's and, rock climbing boy <laughs> I don't know maybe this is me getting a little too I might be exposing it he has an answer on there about rock climbing which fucking sent me (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting this story to like develop so like deeply as like our main character plot just now but like it really really went there okay well I maybe maybe I should have said that it's part of his prom too because I was like we're fucking sue you (laughs) okay well yeah whatever um (laughs) I feel like I should just go with my dating story now because yes. it's from Hinge too. Yes. It was my it was my high other than the weather. So I feel like are <laughs> very similar. We they, they overlap. Okay. So I have to pull up the messages. So I texted Sarah. I feel as though I can't say what sport, but if you are an avid listener, you'll very easily figure this out. But I texted Sarah last last night. Oh yeah, last night. And I was like, Sarah, do you know who this player is? Because I didn't know. And I knew that Sarah would know. Because it was like, it would be like one of those things where like, if Sarah like matched with a Jags player, she could text me and be like, who is this? Like kind of like a similar comparison. And I was like, he was like six, five, super hot. I was like, who the fuck is this? Like retired pro athlete. And Sarah being the texter that she is like was busy and did not respond to me. So I like double texted her after we were talking about something else this morning. And I was like, Sarah, I need an answer. Do you know who this person is? Because he swiped, it's a team that Sarah likes and he like swiped right on me. And he goes, I've got our wedding planned. And I was like, and I saw one of his photos was him in like a jersey for this team. And I was like, oh my God, you used to play for this team. And he goes, ha ha, is that a good or a bad thing? Does that mean I'm not allowed to date? Also, I'm not over Kendra not being the host of the Greg Hill show. <laughs> red flag, fucking hey, red, red flag. flag. Red flag. If you listen to my Greg Hill auditions and you are now swiping right, sliding in with that in the DM, I should have just, bye. Um. <laughs> Not that like, it was like, I'm glad people listened and stuff, but it's like, obviously, if you know how that played out, like that is not a way to slide. <laughs> um, and then I go, oh God, you heard my auditions. And then I was like, oh, I just like watch a lot of this team. Mm-hmm. And he goes, haha, I listen every day. Second red flag. 
And then he goes, well, maybe we should go out and play sometime. And then I didn't like respond. And he goes, also, good morning. And he goes, can I be transparent for a minute? And this is where shit hit the fan. Because his profile says 6'5". And I clicked on it again. And it said 6'3". And I go, hmm. You know, as a journalist, what would be the easiest way to figure out how tall this guy actually is? A fucking roster. So I, being the psychopath that I am, look up the roster for this team and find out that he is indeed six foot, which really means that he is 5'10", because we all know about the roster height bump, okay? There's that. So Sarah finally texts me back and tells me that this guy wasn't even really on the team. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. (laughs) And so I go, after he goes, can I be transparent for a minute? I go, sure. Is this about the fact that your height said 6'5 yesterday, now 6'3, but the roster (laughs) says six foot because I checked. (laughs) And he goes, no, period. It's about the fact that you're the only person I've matched with that I actually want to take out. So how do I go about making that happen? And I didn't respond. And he goes, let's play the question game and find out more about each other other than what a roster says. (laughs) Bitch. You, You picked the wrong one. You picked the wrong one, brother. So like I'm texting Sarah and we both like came to the agreement that like if you're matching with people that you don't want to take out, why are you on a dating app? As so that's why, supposed why to like lie? you off your feet. Oh my God, you want to take me out? Like, okay, you're matching with other people, but like, who are those other people? What are you doing? <laughs> also, imagine if I met up with someone assuming they were 6'5 and get there and they're 5'10". That's not even like a 5'10 to 6 foot bump, whatever. That is seven inches. Oh God, I think Sarah just cut out. She definitely cut out. Will she come back? A few moments later. Okay, I think that that was probably a good time for Sarah's internet to go out or we probably would have been rambling for fucking ever. True. (laughs) But that being said, I'm now back and with lunch. So when Sarah's talking, I think I manifested this being a shit show when I said what I said earlier because then your Wi-Fi went out and now people are gonna have to watch me eat if they're watching on YouTube. I don't know if this is like a mukbang or like ASMR now, but like, <laughs> you're welcome. I will at least mute myself for the people on Spotify. Um, all right, your hero? Hero, I just have the abs. Uh, actually, I'm not gonna say, I haven't really come up with my prediction for this series. I don't think it's gonna go to seven. I'm gonna go abs in... I keep saying abs and six every series. I'm going to stick with it. Abs and six. Okay. Because lightning are scary and they're definitely going to put up a fight. They are. And we'll get into the game later when we get into our NHL stuff. But last night was also a shit show. I have been saying mm-hmm. abs since the beginning of the season. Like that was my pick when we did like our, also, can we talk about this freaking tan line? <laughs> When we did our preseason predictions, I was abs until I made my bracket and I shouldn't have changed and I did. Um, I don't know. I tweeted abs and four as a joke. So I'm just going to ride it out. <laughs> yeah, that game was insane. It was like great, but terrible. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about it. Um, so I said my highs, my low apartment hunting in Boston for a September 1st lease. 
is the bane of my existence, especially last minute. I wasn't expecting to have to find a place and now I do. And I'm like high key panicking. Yeah. That gives me so much anxiety for you. Yep. I am not having a good time. Um, and then my hero is, so I've had like pretty much like a work focused week slash yeah, like a work focus week. So I'm excited tomorrow. I have this like big dinner that I've been really looking forward to and I'm going to eat so much food. Encore <laughs> like invited me to try some new restaurant of theirs and I, I'm going to eat so much food. So Hell that yeah. is, that's my hero getting like an unexpected, like nice dinner mm-hmm. mint. So <laughs> that's my hero. Um, we should really just rename this show to Saturdays and seltzers but we're drinking on Thursday yeah and I don't think either of us are drinking seltzers no we expected to have a seltzer this week with a company that we love to work with um but our drizzly hasn't arrived yet so it'll probably be a next actually we'll probably do a tequila Tuesday with it I'm assuming except for oh yeah um so we can review it there maybe or next week I don't know we'll see we'll figure it out but instead you're drinking okay you said something about a homemade spicy marg I need to know a recipe okay so I actually got this recipe from TikTok and obviously if we love Trader Joe's here I saw it because I follow one of those Trader Joe's like food accounts whatever Mm -hmm. and so they have these two there's two different options two different options so I bought both of them it was, they have a spicy mango lemonade, which they said can make a good spicy margarita. And then also a spicy jalapeno limeade. And I have so I it. bought both of them. Yep. And I, right now I have the jalapeno limeade one. And then just with tequila, it's very good. Very, very mm. good. I did try with the mango lemonade, spicy mango lemonade one too. I like that one, but I think I like this one better, but I've actually started just drinking the spicy mango lemonade juice, like as it is by itself. Super good. Hell yeah. Okay. There you go. That's Sarah's, that's Sarah's recipe. Um, I just have like, I don't even know what to call this. We have had like a <laughs> bottle of Bacardi sitting in our liquor cabinet for a while and we've been making mojitos a lot, but mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to make like I don't know, like a skinny girl mojito. And yeah. that's what I did. So that's what I am drinking. Oh, um, yeah. It's, I'm, I guess I'm just pre gaming for the Celtics at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's because by the time we finish this, the workday is over and fuck it, we ball. Like, I have a fucking interview at nine exactly. <laughs> that sucks. West Coast times, man. F. Um, so I guess we're both smashing our drinks this week. I don't have a ton of MLB thoughts. I know you probably, I think there's only like two things that we need to like comment on as far as like significance in our life. And one is unfortunately the Maura Sheridan story. I don't know. You read it, I assume. Uh, okay. That's surprising. So there's this woman who is suing a minor league baseball team because she was assaulted by a player and they fired her and she found out through I a, did see this. A I posting did see this. for her job because of it. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. So that's like what I like. That was one of the two things I wanted to talk about just because like, unfortunately, like when I read that story, I was like, I could so see this happening in pretty much any franchise. Like you could have said like, 
Yes. And I would have been like all of them. Yeah. I say like, it's fucked, but it's not even the least bit surprising to me. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so if you haven't read that story, I highly suggest doing so just because I think, I think that it really like kind of in a weird and like shitty way encompasses like the reality of being a woman in like organizations and sports. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about baseball related this week. Um, the other thing is I just don't understand how the Red Sox, and this is why I wanted to talk about this now, how neither Xander or Devers have been signed. I just, I pay so little attention to the Red Sox. I'm just so, I get the updates on my phone and I'm like, I cannot pay attention to that team anymore. I don't know what it is. They just, they've lost me and they're playing well too. That's the thing. Like I, I said, I get the notifications. I know they're playing well, just all the bullshit. And then just in general, kind of losing an interest in baseball. I, I like have zero comment. I feel like we just say the same thing every time. Like the ownership sucks. It sucks. And they don't spend money where they're supposed to. And I feel like it really does look like Devers is going to end up going somewhere else. You know, Xander does want to explore free agency, which he deserves that. He should get paid. Like He's one of the best shortstops in the league. And I don't know. Between the Red Sox and the Bruins front office, I'm just about done. <laughs> that's, that's where I was at last year with, like, the urban and bulky stuff. Like, mm-hmm. truly, like, I was in, like, the thick of it, in the depths, like, exploring becoming a Lions fan truly (laughs) so I totally get that I just speaking of like losing an interest in baseball I thought that I was just making the excuse that I'll get into baseball when the NHL and NBA postseason wraps up and I'm honestly like I really don't give a fuck and for the first time in my life I'm like I don't care someone like asked me a couple of days ago, if I was interested in like doing like some freelance work, getting back into baseball, I was like, honestly, no, mm-hmm. I'm not. And I think I mentioned that last week, someone said to me, like, oh, hope you get back into it. I was like, don't hold your breath. I have zero interest in returning to baseball. And maybe like five years down the road, I'll be like, oh, why did I say that? But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, zero I'm interest. Not, I'm not having fun. It's just, Mm. nothing about it appeals to me at this point and that was us talking baseball (laughs) (laughs) that Um, was like the most depressing yeah yeah we went from like yeah fuck men like blah 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 to like baseball just is my 13th reason goodbye (laughs) um that was so dramatic for no reason that was so dramatic (laughs) all right that was a little much of us (laughs) I need like the world's smallest violin to like slowly proceed. Like, all right, ladies, it's a sport. Let's move on. Let's yep. I am. Yep. Anyways. All right. Um, gotta keep ourselves in line there. Um. Yeah. NFL minicamp started. I don't really have much to say outside of like, obviously more depressing shit in sports. Fucking Deshaun Watson has more allegations came out there are 66 massage therapists in 17 months and that is fucking insane I was listening you know that like I'm if you listen to this show and I feel like we constantly say that but like we are not barstool people like I do not 
like the Barstool brand. But the only show, I think you're an Ellie Schnitt fan, right? Well, she's, no, she's not, not with Bob, even though she's not there anymore, but like you were even when she was there. Yeah, I was. Amateur in the Office fan. Yeah. So I'm a PMT fan and I feel like it's because they like dick on Dave and they're like, and I, they're big football people. So I love mm-hmm. that show. Um, but I don't like, I, it's just PFT for me, truly. Um, but Arian Foster, who used to play for the Texans was on the show this week. And he was saying that in like his career with the Texans, I think he had three massage therapists and he was like 66 and 17 months is fucking insane. He was like, that is, and he basically like said, like he did, like, he didn't say he did it, but like in a roundabout way, he was very upfront with like, he does not think that like, whatever. And so also, I don't know if you saw this, but his lawyer admitted to like him having happy endings at times. I didn't see that, but. Fucking incredible. But Deshaun sat up there the entire time. Not one question was asked about the team or the chemistry or the rookies or anything, which is awesome because it's not like he's going to play good for the reporters. And so they just like grilled him the entire time. And he was just so like, I'm not answering this. Like his media training, honestly, I don't. Wow. Um, so I don't know. It just, and at times I feel like ESPN was like making him out to be the victim. Yeah. And to be fair, I was watching, um, what's her name? The one who's like a huge Trumper, not Carrie Champion, Sage Steele. I was watching Sage Steele. It it could be a lot of them. Yes. So I was watching Sage and I was just like, oh, like, I don't know. That's all I have to say about NFL minicamp, I guess. Like that was like basically that like that's yeah. all ESPN has been running outside of basketball so well that's another I know yep another <laughs> another great like, good stuff <laughs> why do we do this to ourselves should we just become like I don't know a fucking WNBA podcast I'm like we're kind of Debbie Downers <laughs> It's just like, it, it's, you know what? Fuck it. It is so exhausting being a female owned podcast in sports in the year 2022, because it's like, it's just people sexually assaulting people or assaulting people and dudes talking about it for 30 seconds and then arguing whether some dude 50 years ago was the best at this sport or if on Tuesdays in January, every other month, this dude is better. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Literally like a cell allegation will come out and their replies will be like, yeah, but like he was sick in 2018. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, are we reading the same thing? Yes. Like, I'm so sick of like these shows, like running these fucking dumb topics and then being like, oh yeah, that happened anyways. You know, I'm like, and it's dudes talking about it. I don't know. I'm just, anyways, that is why, I don't know. Fuck it. I have to sneeze really <laughs> bad. Bless. Bless. Okay. Bless. Sorry. Okay. I was rambling because I had to sneeze so bad. This episode is fucking insane. <laughs> um, we can talk forever. I think about lacrosse right now. So. Bless. That's four. 
That was four. Four sneezes. Oh. Is that okay. it? Yes, I think so. Okay. Will you talk, will you start the NLL segment just in case I have to mute myself again? Yes. Okay. So for NLL, I feel like a lot of people are expecting the Bandits to win the championship in two. It's they Mammoth forced a game three. They're at home for game two. I will say if there's two places I want to go to watch the lacrosse game, one's Buffalo. The other is Ball Arena because both those crowds were like full, so loud, look so fun. Definitely want to go to a Bandits game next season. I know they sold out for the championship uh, game three this Saturday. Bandit land's insane. Like those fans are insane. I think it was Devin Caney had a tweet because she was at game one. And she took like a video of the crowd and it was like, if people don't care about lacrosse, like what the fuck is this? Like right now, because they are sold out, I think the cheapest ticket you can get is like high up as possible is like seven bucks or something. And that's for lacrosse. Like that's big for lacrosse. Like if you want like good seats, it's like at least $200. But yeah, yeah so band is sold out for game three. I don't know if I'll be around to watch that game. I'm definitely going to keep track of it. I am rooting for the Mammoth. I said that that was my bandwagon team for the playoffs since the Riptide aren't in the playoffs. So yeah, I'm going for the Mammoth. I think that would be super exciting. But also, I would love to see those. The Bandits are such a powerhouse and they have so many likable guys. I would not mind seeing them. Plus with everything going on in Buffalo, I think it's really cool how the city's like rallied around them. And they're just such a powerhouse of team. And I think it comes at a great time. Yeah, I was going to say, I forgot that you went to Buffalo and like didn't get to go to the yeah. game. So I feel <laughs> like that's where we have to go first. Yeah. Because that is so depressing. Mm-hmm. That was no, I want to go there. So, so tragic. Bad. It was the Jeff T. Sock trick game. I will never forgive myself. For- <laughs> well, it's not my fault, but like, no, that was his first career sock trick and I wasn't fucking there. And you were supposed, supposed to, be. to be. Like, that, that is kills me. tragic tragic um yeah also but like I feel like we've been talking about the bandits all season as like a favorite so it just kind of makes sense plus like a lot of those guys play box and field so like they're just going from one to the other yeah I would say I was going to get more into like the bandits chaos crossover in a little bit we're talking about next week uh next or this weekend's game I guess but yeah I will say I am like as much as I love the NLL season, I am glad it's coming to an end this Saturday because they're getting they're getting so many players back. You know, Water Dogs are getting Dylan Ward back, and there's a lot of guys on the Mammoth too, like Zed Williams back to the Whip Snakes. It's going to be nice to see these rosters back to what like their typical game, typical rosters are. I have a feeling too because like we've kind of been commenting on the crowd during certain games. And I feel like once you have all of those people's like people back, like mm-hmm. the crowds are going to be way bigger, way more exciting. Like, I think it's going to be a lot more chaos, if you will, as far as like crowd noise and stuff like that goes. So I'm excited for that aspect of it because I feel that the PLL does like show the kids on like the screens and stuff a lot. Cause it's ESPN. Yeah. And I just like, I think that that's so fun. Yeah, no, I'm, because I feel like there's, especially on the chaos, there's so many guys that are like young kids' favorites, play, favorite yeah. players. So it'll be nice to see them. Like Dane Smith, they all love him. Josh Byrne, guys like that. Josh Byrne. Josh and we're going to see Tohoku Nanakoke. We mm-hmm. got to see him play in the PLL. I'm pumped about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. We still need to try and get him on. I'll take any of those chaos players. <laughs> True. True. If you're a chaos player, 
hit us up if you listen to the show if you're a chaos fan hit us up like who you would want to hear from i guess yeah that'd be fun i mean we're, we're having andy towers on so might as well it's true other than are we just like okay are we gonna have like the chaos just control our show at this point <laughs> Even we're though neither unbiased. of us are chaos fans, we're just yeah, Andy like, Towers fans. We're unbiased. Put make sure everyone writes that down. I'm not biased. It's true. We are. <laughs> we are. Or honestly, if you're one of our listeners that's been asking like what PLL team you should support, like I feel like it's very easy to bandwagon on either people we have on this show that you like or yeah. like who we like. Yeah. Yeah. There I you like go. everyone equally. I don't <laughs> because I don't have to baby yeah I was saying I've been like I've watched like listen back a couple I was like oh I should not be saying <laughs> I like everyone equally <laughs> you, you just you know I you have know. a tendency to root for the canons and atlas but I like it's, you know <laughs> everyone is every I just hope everyone has fun I do I really do hope everyone has fun <laughs> Um, so we watched the PLL together last week. I feel like we should probably make that a weekly thing. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll come over Saturday. Yeah. If you're not, are you working Saturday? I'm not doing anything Saturday. Um, can I invite myself over to your house? Please do. I beg you, please do. (laughs) Perfect. Sarah and I are just going to make lacrosse a weekly occurrence. Um, I can't remember which game was the first game last week. What the fuck was it? It wasn't the chaos game because we watched that second while we had the NBA game on. I know. <sighs> We're the worst. Oh, it was Redwoods Chrome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Logan Wisnowskis coming out party. Mm-hmm. I had a that was great. great. I had a great time. Also, like Sarah and I were joking about like, because if it's not like I have a second team because I don't, but if I was going to, I think it would be the woods based off of Sergio Perkovic alone. Mm -hmm. So we were like joking, like about my like favorite teams playing each other. And obviously Sergio wasn't playing. So like easy dubs for your girl to just hop on the Logan was now the hype train. Um, so that, but like, why, like, why, why do they look so bad? We talked about this. It's just so like weird. I feel like I like read something. I think it was Dan Aretzia like tweeted something like even like in transition, they've gotten like two goals. So like, or not like two, that's what it was. Two shots. I was like, can't be two goals. They only got three goals total on Sean Scanoni. Shout out to him. Everyone go read my story. He's fucking awesome. He is awesome. But yeah, that was just insane. They set the history for the lowest scoring by a team in the league. And the second lowest scoring was also by the Redwoods before. I think it was in 2019. But it's just weird because they have so many starts. And yeah, Sergio was out. Like, that sucked. He's questionable for this week. But just in general, a team like that, like, how are you only scoring three goals? And I think it was like 10 shots on net the entire game. That was it. Well, I think what I said to you was that, like, yeah, Sergio's an awesome player, and we do think that he got snubbed in the rankings last year. But the thing is, is that loss was not a – this one player may have, like, teetered the line of making a difference. That was a fucking disgusting loss. Well, yeah, because, like, week one against the Atlas, Jules 
was had a great performance. He looked amazing for the Redwoods, but it seemed like he was the only one that was kind of like ready to go out the gate, whatever. And I don't think it's grounds to be worried yet because it still is no. so early in the season, like especially so yellow, like, and you're not like, it's not like regular, a regular sports season where like you have all week to practice with each other. Like they really do just arrive the day before practice with each other. Then like, it's fine. I don't think there's anything to worry about, especially when you look at this roster, like what, mm-hmm. who is really of major concern? Like they check and- all the boxes. So I think they're just getting a slow start. That's what I'm going to chalk it up to. And to be honest, like based off of the injury reports, it doesn't seem like Perkvik's going to be out that long anyway. Yeah. Like it says that he's like questionable. So I feel like even if he misses this week, it's next week's probably a go. And I will say we can get more into this later when we're talking about our like just our picks for next week or games and whatnot. Or I keep saying next week, this weekend. I think the Redwoods are going to beat the Chrome this week, or not the Chrome, the Chaos this week, just because one, obviously, both those teams are 0 2. But I think history is going to kind of repeat them, itself with the chaos, especially seeing as they still don't have that core group of guys on their offense. You know, last year they started off the season 0-3 and everyone was like, oh, what's going on with the chaos? Like, blah, blah. Then they just like won from there on out. I think the same thing's going to happen here, especially it being the last weekend they're without those NLL guys. And the Redwoods, they seem more frustrated than anyone. I feel like they're a very emotional team that that's going to kind of spark something under them. And I'm going to say they're going to come out firing. Maybe I'm going to bite my words next week, which I don't care. That's fine. We'll have Andy Towers here to hold me accountable. <laughs> See, I was going to say no fucking chance ATLFG loses three in a row. I'm just looking back at last season because they started off the season 0 for 3. And then they're like, everyone's doubting us. And, then they, and they freaking, because we yeah. talk about that on our broadcast because mm-hmm. Then we wound up talking about it in the NLL because of the Riptide and they almost made the playoffs. And it's like, you can do that in lacrosse where it like, I think in other sports, there's no way like other than basketball or baseball, but like if in the NFL, you go, zero and three, like it's a lot more concerning. I feel like. And I will say the chaos, even with these guys who aren't going to be on the roster once everyone from the bandits come back, I feel like some of our listeners who don't follow lacrosse don't like realize it's, in lacrosse, it's not like in MLB where you have like minor league, like there's that big margin between minor and major. Same with like hockey between AHL and NHL. Like because there's only eight teams in the PLL, there's such a concentration of talent. Mm-hmm. And that's why you do want them to expand to you. Because so many of these guys in the player pool could be on a team starting right now. There's just not enough room for them. So these are guys that absolutely could be on a team, could be a starter. It's just there is so much talent in the PLL and only eight teams to distribute them to that these guys aren't getting the chance that they typically would. So it does like, it's not like, oh, the chaos have a bunch of bag tags right now. Like they don't, they absolutely no. don't. But it's just the Redwoods on paper looking at it. There's no reason why this team shouldn't win this game, especially given they are such an emotional team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, it's just, when I think about it, like, obviously it makes sense for the chaos, like you said, but like we sat there in absolute disbelief. That wasn't, I've never seen anything like that. Never in a million years. I don't think there's any one team in this league. I would think would be like, could only put up three goals. Definitely would I not think if I were to guess it was going to be the Redwoods. Yeah. Agree. Um, what, what, what was the second game we watched? We, okay. To be fair, 
we were watching the Celtics while watching this game. It was the Atlas game. Yeah. No, the Atlas came no. the next day. It was Chaos versus Archers. Was that who they played? Chaos Archers, was that it? Maybe. I can't. Here, I, I have it on remember. my phone. Yeah. We're the worst. Yeah, it was Chaos Archers. But yeah, we had it on mute because we were watching the Celtics game and it was like on mm-hmm. my laptop down low. We were yeah. just kind of checking in with the score. It seemed like the chaos, like towards the second half, was trending towards the comeback, but then it just kind of did end up panning out. Yeah, I don't have any comments about it because I truly was only watching the Celtics. Yeah, I would say I know Will Manny had a big game for the Archers. Obviously, the Archers were another team that lost the first week to the Chrome, and I think that a lot of people were surprised by that. But I don't know. Again, these are like it's week one. I really you can't read into those week one wins and losses. I feel like. Yeah. Me too. We kind of got a better idea. Like I will say, just historically speaking, the whip snakes fucking love keeping games close because they win those close games. But I am very intrigued to see how they fare against the Atlas this weekend. Cause I feel like that'll be like a true test as to what kind of team they are. Cause we know who the whip snakes are. We know historically they're like this powerhouse, whatnot. But right now the Atlas are at the top of the league. Like they're the favorite to win it all. And I feel like the whip sinks are in need of one like really dominant victory that's not going to keep people sweating and like go into overtime. I don't think that's going to come this weekend. I'm assuming it's going to be a blood battle, especially I'm this game I'm most excited for just because of the face off between Baptiste and Nardella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those two just in the top of like all the face off stats rankings I was looking at, it's like either Atlas whip snakes or whip snakes Atlas. Like just the two of them are by far the best right now so I'm very interested to see how that goes because they can swing the game like we saw with Baptiste with the cannons he he went 83 percent at the face off and the cannons had like five or six possessions maybe the entire game like there's only so much you can do with that so I definitely want to see how that fares between those two and then just in general like I feel like I want a better feel for the Atlas because they do seem like this powerhouse but then the whip stakes like they pulled off these two wins, but they really had to like push for them. And last game was overtime. So I want to see one like really good game. I think this is it. So as far as the Nardella Baptiste thing, I think that my favorite thing about that matchup is like the difference in like their body type. (laughs) Like that is so, that is such an interesting like, I, I cannot wait to watch that aspect. But, like, to your point about the whip snakes, I want to talk about the water dogs specifically from last week. I don't know why. And back to, like, the barstool thing. Like, I hate, I hate to say it, but honestly, they do influence a lot of topics in sports, unfortunately. But I feel like there's, like, such this bump in popularity for the water dogs because of their podcast and that being yeah. like the team that they're aligned with but I just despite them having like a decent amount of fans and like people on Twitter that interact with them I just am consistently like just so unimpressed see I really like the water dogs like I really like them last year I really like the roster that they have I like their roster and like this year I feel like it's just so well one they don't have their starting goaltender Dylan Ward who's one of the best the best so it's going to be, I think, very different once he gets back, but also now they just got hit so bad with the injury report, especially Michael Sowers, who they were without all pretty much last year, except for two games. And obviously, like, he was the number two pick in that draft, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, He went right behind Teat, but a lot of people were like, who's going to go first, Teat or Sowers? And just in general, I was super excited to watch him play. And it sounds like, I don't know what specifically is going on, but I think it's just going to be super unfortunate if we have another season where we don't see Michael Sowers in there. Yeah. He plays so hard and like, just as a, like, he's someone that's so fun to watch. And I feel like, especially as a fan, he's an easy fan favorite for Water Dogs. Like, if they're, because I feel like, like you said, the Water Dogs has a lot of people that aren't typically lacrosse fans, but they're like, oh, I'm a Barstool fan. I'm a real Water Dogs fan. Mm -hmm. And that he's someone that he's also like pretty, he's pretty funny. I like, it was one of the press conferences. It was right after they lost. And he just like sat down. (laughs) Yes. I've seen that video of him. I think I sent it to you because I was like, does anyone else catch that? Like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. It's just unfortunate. And they're also without like Napoli. Um, they've had a couple big. Oh, Jake Withers, they're without, who's their face off guy. Like, that's big. And they yeah. have one of the best face off wings. I think they have the best face off wing with also like Rylan Reese and Zach Courier on his wings. So it's just throwing off the whole balance there. And then you're without Sowers. You still don't have Dylan aboard. I think it's going to be a tough week for the Water Dogs with all their injuries. And then you're also up against the Chrome who are just like riding that high. (laughs) That was my next comment was I might have to eat my words because the water dogs are playing the Chrome this week. I guess we can just like move into like previewing this week while we recap last week. Like I might have to eat my words obviously, but they are 0 and 2 and the Chrome, like you said, are riding that high. And I feel like I talked about last week and like, as you know, they had a lot of people who got injured early last year who are back. And like, I feel like the team has just kind of found this gel as long as they can keep that going. I think that it's going to be really beneficial to like get some wins early on. And I think you sent me the injury report yesterday because we were talking about Sergio Parkovic Mm -hmm. and Michael Sowers on there. And it's like, they have a lot of injuries. So it's like, especially if they win this week, like that's going to suck. Well, so I was talking to uh, the Chrome's head coach, Tim Sudan, yesterday, and he, like, said to me, because he was talking about it, he was like, yeah, we had so many injuries last mm-hmm. year, like, blah, 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 he was like, obviously injuries happen to everyone, but he's like, but we really had a lot of injuries, which they did, their team was, like, depleted pretty much mm-hmm. by the end of the season, and now they've got pretty much everyone healthy, you know, you've got some new faces in there, you had some retirements from, like, John Galloway and whatnot, but I don't know, like, he was like, I feel like we've really put together like the perfect locker room he like told me he's like there's a lot of ball busting in our locker room like we're having fun like it just seems like they have such a good group chemistry wise that they've Mm -hmm. got going on there that I don't see them like slipping and falling through the cracks often just because they are riding that high one they're coming off a season like last year they were depleted and now like they have all these upgrades too in like places that not necessarily upgrades like it's not like they had a bad team last year. Again, it was just depleted. Now you have like young guys in there too. And everything's just gelling for them. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're taking the Chrome this week? Mm-hmm. All right. Me too. Um, we just kind of talked about the Atlas Whip Snakes game. They're both 2-0. and And I think the difference is going to have to be from like the offensive production side for the Whip Snakes to be able to keep up with the Atlas. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think the Atlas, like, obviously their offense, you can't slow down that, that Atlas offense. I don't know if you could put the best, the best defender out there. 
you got T, Gray, Eric Law, all of them. That's just not something. Like, their bench, healthy scratching Jake Carraway, who was one of their top producers last season, and one of the best, like, who's one of the best at Georgetown. Like, when Jake Carraway's a healthy scratch, like, that's not an offense that's going to be very easy to stop. I agree with you. I think we haven't, like, the Whip Snakes offense, we know what they're capable of, especially that group of attack. I feel like they are all pretty much, like, very used to playing with each other at this point. Like, a lot yeah. of them play each other at Maryland. And I feel like we just haven't seen them hit their peak yet. It's just been a slow start on that end for them. Like, obviously, Brad Smith had that winner, the overtime winner. Then, we, like, Jay Carlson has looked really good. But I don't think we've seen it yet, especially because they're still missing Zed Williams, too. Yeah, I think that, like, because they have so much talent on their attack, the expectations are really high. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, like, I feel like – it's okay for me to have the expectation that that's going to be the difference maker this weekend. But also like, I feel like they just haven't been able to bounce back from that loss to the chaos. They're just, even in their two wins, they haven't impressed me that much, which sounds Same. silly because like they won those games, but it's just like you said, like, I feel like in general, we hold the whip snakes to this high standard because they are kind of like the Patriots mm-hmm. of the PLL. So you do hold them to a certain standard and you're expecting this like, dominating win over certain teams and we just haven't seen that yet and I don't think again there's really nothing to me out of any of these teams that I think are a cause of concern right now because Mm -hmm. it is still so early it just doesn't feel like the typical with snakes team yet yeah I have a comment really quick just kind of as an observation yes I think that for early season lacrosse this is going to be a fucking fantastic weekend of lacrosse for a couple of reasons and it's because every single team outside of the water dogs chrome matchup have the same record and the water dogs chrome game an 0-2 team and a 2-0 team one of those teams is going to go in the win or the loss column so it's like that's kind of fun Oh no. oh, no. True. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Whew. Your internet is cutting out. Mine? Yeah. I think you're back. I think you're back. I would say it doesn't even say that for me. It still has full bars on Wi-Fi and stuff. You paused, but okay. I have you back. So I'll okay. just cut this. Tyler, you might have to cut this and then you can just answer what I said. <laughs> okay. Wait, did my response not go through? Oh, well, I said I didn't even think of that. I did not realize that, but yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, sorry, Sarah's internet just cut out again for like 0.2 seconds. So I like missed what she said to my answer. But I think that that's like so fun for like early season lacrosse, like the fact that this accidentally happened. Yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. I do, of course, I have to talk about the cannons. I think people... Okay, I said this in my, because I did the game recap for Atlas Cannons. I don't think the score accurate. Yes. Wait, Whip Snakes Atlas, before we move on, who are you taking? Atlas. All right, I'm going to go Whips. Okay. All right, cool. all right, moving on to the Archer's Cannons game. Continue, sorry. Yeah, so I said in my uh, game recap, I don't think the score accurately reflects the Cannons game. Obviously, when you're without Lyle Thompson, that's a big blow. But I really do think that Cannon's offense picked up the slack the best they could. 
given the fact Trevor Baptiste went 83% of face off strikes. Like I said, there's only so much you can do when you only have possession of the ball five or six times. And when they were settled in, I think they did a very good job. They capitalized on it. It was just in transition. They weren't able to complete anything. There was turnovers. But also, I think that's just a testament to how good that Atlas midfield is. Like, I think Trevor Baptiste said in the press conference after, he was like, yeah, like, even when they did get possession of the ball, like, you're wreaking havoc out there. Like, we were causing turnovers. We were making checks. Like, it was just so tough for the Cannons to, like, really settle in. But when they did, especially guys like rookie Asher Nolting, I think has looked so, so good in just those two first games. And I don't know. I think he's someone that a lot of people pictured him to just be, like, a guy that needs the ball on a stick to do something. He's done a great job just, like, feeding guys, setting guys up. I feel like he really stepped up in just the second professional game, especially with Lyle Thompson out and, like, helping, like, get the ball moving, get it around. Like, it wasn't like he's just going straight to the net every time trying to be a hero or anything. I think that Cannon's offense is very, like, unselfish in that sense that no one's trying to be the hero. No one's trying to do anything, even with Lyle, who is someone that everyone's like, Is he oh, playing like, this weekend? He's questionable. Still? He's just, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that is someone you build around. Like, he's a generational talent. We all know this. Like, fucking Lyle Thompson. Everyone knows who Lyle Thompson is, and that's tough to be without him. Yeah, but I think the Cannons, like, when they had the ball settled in, they looked good. And I'm, again, like I said, I don't think there's any team that's any concern right now. I'm not concerned about the Cannons. I think the faceoff was their biggest issue there. But that's not really on Stephen Kelly, I think. I think that's just Trevor Baptiste being Trevor Baptiste. Agree. Okay, so who are you taking this weekend? Between Archer's Cannons, I'm going Cannons. Okay. I think I am as well. I I did take the Whip Snakes just because I think we are obviously going the same way for mm-hmm. the rest of the games and we need a tiebreaker. True. Okay. It's I think I think the Atlas are going to win, but for the for the thrill. Yeah. Um obviously we both already said that we're taking the woods over the chaos this weekend because of the people who are still playing for the bandits. Um as far as this matchup goes, I think I think the woods are gonna be pissed and they're gonna wanna win. And I think the chaos are gonna be pissed and wanna win too. But the thing is, is that like I feel like they don't have like the same fire because of those people who are out. So it's like, they're either going to really have to have like a fantastic defensive showing or just take the Owen three, get your people back and move the fuck on. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think the chaos are going to put up a fight because they've put up a fight these last two games and it doesn't seem like, I mean, why would you, they are using this excuse like, Oh, well, most of our starting offense is in here right now. Like, Chaos are putting in the work. They're making teams play the full 60 minutes, like not 60 minutes, going hooky. But yeah, um, just in general, I think the Chaos have like had all the makings of a winning team. Like they play that entire game. You know, they're never given up at one point, even when they fell behind last week, like they came out running in the second half. But yeah, I just think the Redwoods play such an emotional game that they have that spark under them. Not to say the chaos aren't frustrated, but just given the stakes right now for this specific Redwoods roster, I feel like it's a must win for them, which sounds insane for week three, but. It's true though. And it's like, I don't think that Andy Towers is going to go 0-3, but like, 
I just can't. I'm like, in good faith. The rankings are, or the standings are going to look so different, even just like two weeks from now. Totally. That I'm like, this week, it's like, whatever at this point. I feel like after week three, that's when you really start to get a feel for what team has like that playoff mentality and what, not playoff mentality, but like, who has the better shot than other teams? Like, we'll get a better feel for everyone altogether. Yeah, because like we said, like these guys aren't in a league where they have the luxury of working out and practicing together day Mm -hmm. in and day out during the week. Like these guys probably have, I would say probably half of them at least have like a normal nine to five and are like normal functioning people of society and pro athletes on the side. Like that's their passion project side hustle. Is that they're like lacrosse players on the weekend for 15 weeks in the summer. (laughs) But it's like, they're practicing with each other the day before and then going and playing a game either the day after or two days from that. And it's like, obviously you're going to take a little bit to one, settle into your team, two, settle into the schedule and three, settle into the schedule. So it's like, we've said this with the NLL and PLL, like going 0-3 doesn't really mean anything to me. Yeah, this early on, I'm just like, whatever. Like, we're going to feel for these teams. They're going to feel still for each other. (laughs) Yep. Okay. (laughs) Is it time? I think it's time. (laughs) Wait, I got to take my headband off. It doesn't fit me without it. Wait. (laughs) All right. Sarah, I'm letting you run this entire segment. I feel like you have to like intro it with your article though. Okay, yeah. Otherwise, no one's gonna... <laughs> If you're listening to this as a podcast, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I don't know why my first thought is, you know, the B movie. Yes. <laughs> you like jazz. <laughs> you like Okay, Okay. you owe people an explanation to the fedoras. I do owe the people an explanation. Okay, so if you didn't already read it, you should go read my article this week. It's on the Chrome goalie, Sean Peroni. So last weekend, he wore a fedora off the bus. You know, they do the game day fits. uh, And the Chrome posts that, and everyone, lacrosse crew is loving it. They love the fedora. I did ask about it just because me and Kendra were so intrigued by it. We were new. We were doing this um, best dress segment. And of course he made the list, spoiler alert. But mm-hmm. I did ask him about it. And he's like, I'm actually not a fedora guy. It's a Unfortunately. Team he said he could be though. Mm. <laughs> but I guess it's a team thing. Sorry by their head coach. He brought it and he wore it the first weekend. And then uh, Sean got it the second weekend. Logan's supposed to wear it this weekend. There's a chance he might forget. He better not fucking forget. I'm going to tweet our show picture at him. (laughs) With these hats on. It's like... I feel like Kevin Federline. I fucking hate this. (laughs) 
I was like taking the traveling pants, but like rather the traveling fedora. Like I kind of love it. I think it's a great team body. But then like I was talking to John Galloway and he mentioned something about it just like out of the blue. And he was like, Yeah, but he needs some dressing tips, like that fedora. I was like, Oh, the good thing you're not on the team anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm tweeting this at Logan. I'm not joking. Does he have Twitter? I hope so. You see the vibes that he might not have Twitter. Maybe if he wrong. doesn't, I'm going to tweet it and then put it on our IG story and tag him under the shared tweet. Wait, we have to wait to see if he wears it before we tweet it. Wait to see if he wears it so that if we did, we could do find the difference. <laughs> there is none. <laughs> well, no, I think we should encourage him to wear it so he doesn't forget. I say we wait. I say okay. we wait. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Sarah's leading our best dress segment. Yes. So obviously I'm going to say he was our number one because it was yes. a universal thing. Top He's of our the number pyramid. One. Top of the yes. pyramid. Top of the pyramid. And then we each have, I think we have one more overlapping. Okay. Uh, we both had Ryder Garnsey from the Redwoods. Yep. I feel so weird having this. <laughs> Everyone look. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, With the Celtics was, hat. It's only because yeah. of the Celtics hat. He is. He's a dedicated Celtics fan, too. He dyed his hair green. I know. Maybe in the Milwaukee series. I mean, the Inglewood, like, 34 is cool. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It. His Celtics hat is kind of fresh. We love it. Love yeah. that. Okay, so, so yeah. he's two. All right. And then we each had two others that were different, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so sticking with the theme of me, I'm not biased, I swear, because obviously I did a story on, story on Sean, but then I also did a story on Kobe Smith, and I do have him on my best dress, but like, look how good, like, that's a great fucking outfit. Okay, wait, no, he's on my pyramid too. Oh, he is? Yeah, I feel like, no, I just sent you these because I had them. Oh, okay, okay. Not okay. because they were my top. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I sent them to you so you could go through all of them and then we could rank them. Sorry, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, really. We were, like, on, like, hinge drama. (laughs) We just, I was like, fuck it, let's get fedoras. And we were like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I literally hate this. Well, we're doing it for, like, 13 more weeks. (laughs) I hate it so much. (laughs) anyways yep (laughs) Kobe Smith so you know what I would just like to say if I write a story about you you're probably well dressed and that's going to be my new for the rest of the criteria only writing stories on people that have drip (laughs) or you have to finish your article with drip check and then rank it yes All right, then we also have, or I also have, maybe he's also on yours, Asher Knoll thing. I, I'm bored. Really? I liked it. Okay, why? It's just fun. I like when they actually, like, show some person, like, it was a cute shirt. Like, he looks all happy and also, like, Are those cargo shorts? Maybe. Sarah. You know what? They're, no, they're not. No, they're not. I can't tell what type of shorts they are, but they're not cargo shorts. They're giving cargo. They're not. Look at what I sent you. They're not. Is it the I email think... or the text thread? 
Uh, oh, it's it's a text thread. Oh, they're not cargo shorts. Okay, you're right. They from from first glance, they fucking look like cargo shorts. Yeah, I can see why you thought, especially when I'm just holding up to the screen. But I don't know. I think it's cute, and like honestly, outfits last week were kind of boring. So this one is giving more yeah, than most. It's just, the kid in the background is really giving me nothing. <laughs> it looks like he's going to prep school. <laughs> I do. Is this like a a natty t-shirt though? I, I can't tell. I honestly just really like the smiley face and like he also has a very smiley face himself. So. <laughs> I think it's a natty t-shirt, Sarah. It says have a natty day. I'm still saying, I'm still putting it out there. I liked it. I okay. supported him. Okay, who's next? Um, that's all I had for Wednesday. Those were the ones that were giving for me. <laughs> okay, I wanted to talk about the bottom of my pyramid is Luke Keekley. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to go on a rant. This is the bottom of okay, my okay. pyramid because other than that, our are we're almost the same. I want to talk about two people in this photo. One of them being Luke Keekley. Luke, you are a multi-millionaire. <laughs> multi-millionaire. And you retired early. So you have time and effort to put into things because you are still a spring chicken, brother. <laughs> I hate the gray shorts with the Patagonia gray shirt and gray Patagonia hat. You couldn't have at least mixed up the brand. Like, are the shorts Patagonia too? And then gray sneakers. This is grout fit and like not even done well. Second person I want to talk about in this picture. Okay. You know, Paul kind of slayed. Oh, he always, this season so far, he has very, very good outfits. I feel like in general, he's just very well dressed. That Paul- outfit was very good slayed it's like comfy casual the house boots down like comfy casual but also trendy because one he's got the love everybody shirt Mm -hmm. and two he's got like the like light jogger like lululemon jogger abc pant situation going on and Mm -hmm. then he's got like the on trend like white sneakers that aren't air forces but i will say the reason that i think that this is high fashion is because it's like a monochrome neutral outfit, but also with like a message that's on trend. That's very good fashion analysis. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, he looks fashionable. He's a fashionable guy. Like, love it. <laughs> I saw a fucking smiley face. I was like, yeah, like that's a fucking natty. <laughs> Sarah, I have seen I- every season of America's Top Model, every season of Project Runway. When we said we were doing this and I was like, fuck it, let's get fedoras. I did not mean like, let's show up and talk about a smiley t-shirt. I meant <laughs> we are bringing our A game and I am fucking Meryl Streep in the Devil Wears Prada. Right, I will keep that in line for next week. I will get more critical and I will get more in fashion analytics <laughs> because I really, I was like, oh, cute shirt, love it smiley face he's happy so paul is the top of my period okay period (laughs) (laughs) cannot 
believe it took us 43 weeks to drop a period joke. <laughs> I did start my period today. You're welcome for the insider info. Yeah. <laughs> we are in sync. Oh my God. I pray for the world. Also, that means that we both, okay, if you're a boy, okay, you know those TikToks that are like, if you're a boy, like exit out of this video now and they'll be like something gross. I'm telling you now, fast forward the next fucking minute and a half of this podcast and I'm going to give you three seconds to do it. And I'm so fucking serious because I'm about to say some crazy shit. Okay. The fact that we both get our periods with the full moon, kind of scary. Terrifying. Fine. If you know, you know. But anyways, I like don't want people to have to like go too far. Um, so yeah, that's what I had to say. But if you hear this, you're good. You're back. Um, <laughs> I was being psycho for a second. So Keekly, bottom of my period. Damn it, I said it! <laughs> talking about my period <laughs> how are you talking about what people wore to lacrosse <laughs> this cannot be real life <laughs> anyways okay pyramid top bottom middle right or guarantee mm-hmm. that's mine okay i'm let me think here I feel like Sean doesn't count, just we're universal. We're like, yes. Um, I'm going writer Garnsey at the top. Um, middle, Kobe Smith. Okay. Okay. I'm not putting Asher and Olting at the bottom. I still like his outfit. I don't care if it's an t-shirt. <laughs> bottom. I don't know who's bottom for me. I don't know. I, I just think there's a lot of boring outfits. Like there were so many boring outfits. Yeah. So I think people need to step up their game a bit. If this do segment doesn't outrageous. So then this, either they're at the top or bottom. This segment better encourage people to dress better because I'm not fucking around. <laughs> I'm so not fucking around. I was like, see, you're so critical. Despite the hat. I'm like, well, I don't want to be mean. I'm like, I'll never have someone my bottomless. <laughs> I'm like Luke Keekly, do more. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Top, so Sarah Garnsey, middle, uh, Kobe Smith, and everyone just needs to try harder. <laughs> do more. <laughs> um, okay. So we can take these off now. I think. Uh, like, yeah, I'm taking this off. I hate that thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, NHL. This is gonna be such a long show on accident, but whatever. Okay, NHL. Other than the Stanley Cup, obviously the thing that came out this week outside of Rangers <clears throat> players and Connor McDavid, which we'll get to later. Bruce Cassidy is now in Vegas. And Sarah, I think it's only fair to let you have your time. I'm fucking rip shit. I'm so fucking rip shit about this. 
one, just because, well, like we said, he was just a scapegoat in this whole thing by the Bruins yeah. front office. If there are people that need to be fired, Bruce Cassidy was not one of them. If you're going to fire him, you might as well go clean house, which they're not going to do. Anyways, we had that rant last week. Of all the fucking teams, obviously I knew he was going to get picked up quickly. Why wouldn't he? He's such a good coach. He's proven. Yeah, he hasn't a Stanley Cup yet, but also we've got into the depths of it, like, that roster he was given, just whatever. 2019 is going to haunt him, but it's going to haunt us all. <laughs> of all fucking teams. Not just like, you know, I don't like Vegas. I don't like, I, I'll i say they are probably one of my more hated teams. Like the Leafs are down there for me. Like they're obviously my bottom The Blackhawks. Yeah. But Vegas, just speaking in terms, because those are like teams that like, Obviously, Boston, Toronto, like, they have a rivalry. I don't like the Habs, like, and then, yeah, Blackhawks are just a fucked up organization. Speaking strictly is just unlikable teams. Vegas is an unlikable team, which is why that's Bobby. I hate that Jack Eichel gets Bruce Cassidy. Jack Eichel is on the list of hockey players that don't know they're my enemy, but they are. The only one that does know is Max Domi. He's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's very well aware. I know that. I hate that Jack Eichel is getting the privilege of being coached by Bruce Cassidy. I know the whole narrative of Bruce. I get it. Like, oh, he doesn't do well with these young guys. He doesn't develop them well. You gave him pretty much Jack shit for the most part to work with. Jack Eichel doesn't deserve Bruce Cassidy. And I just, I can't stand Jack Eichel. And I hate that he's getting this. I hate the Golden Knights besides their team dogs. That is about how I expected that conversation to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it pretty well. Um. <laughs> that is exactly how I expected that conversation to go. Um, I feel the same way. The only thing is, is that like my only concern in this situation, and there is like a 3% probability that it will happen, is if by some fucking long shot, it is Bruce Cassidy that has an issue developing these young guys and Jack Eichel were to go to shit, which isn't going to happen, but that could only be like the last potential hurrah, but I don't think that's going to happen. Like I said. Yeah. I know Bruce said today, like he does feel like he has something to prove, especially after 2019. He's like, I was let go. Like I have shit to prove. I'm like, like, yeah, I think he has stuff to prove in terms of developing young guys, but also you look at, the Vegas prospects, they're a lot more interesting than what's down for the Bruins. So I think it will be a good indicator of what kind of coach he is with those younger guys. And it's going to, I think for him, it's going to suck to not have someone like Patrice Bergeron around, but I think Bruce will do fine there. Like I, he's fine. He's going to be fine. He's a great coach. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like he's going somewhere that has like shit talent. No. Like, so, he has a like, lot to work with, a lot to look forward to. I was concerned he was going to, like, go to the Devils, so. <laughs> oh, Here my God, are. I feel so bad for him. And now his family gets to go to Vegas. Which, okay, I think that I've said this during the NFL season or maybe, like, early on, any like, NHL last year when all that stuff was going on um, with the Raiders, but it's, like, if you're a young millionaire and you're a professional athlete and that's how you have your money, there's very few cities you want to be in, all right? It's like New York, LA, Miami, 
Vegas, like those are where you want to, that's like, that's where you want to be. And it's like the only unfortunate side to that is if you are someone who's married and has kids and you live in fucking Las Vegas. Yeah, I guess in speaking in terms of that, just like, because Bruce Cashew's the most dad, dad of all time. Like he's just has so much dad energy. You know, he has this cute little family. It probably is going to suck going from living in Boston or I'm sure you live somewhere outside, but raising kids in Massachusetts to having to raise your kids now out in Las Vegas. And it's like- yeah like you can afford obviously like private school and like whatever but it's still Vegas yeah <laughs> so that's true but that's like my own adventure totally like it'll add a little bit of spice yeah you know Bruce goes um, Vegas yeah it's Bruce Vegas baby um obviously last night was game one of the Stanley Cup final um we we're both rooting for the abs we've said it like a million times on this show like we love the roster that they've put together we're big fans of Cam Carr. I love Nathan mm-hmm. McKinnon and the Bolts I just don't want to see three Pete um I kind of alluded to earlier that I was like a little bored like the goals that happened like none of them were like fucking crazy like cool whatever like it just felt like game one of the Stanley Cup like either nerves or just accidents yeah, I didn't think that was the most exciting game. I feel like game runs in general, just unless you have like like fucking Battle of Alberta or something, I don't think yeah. I was expecting any crazy games like that because these are two such high caliber hockey teams. You're not going to see like craziness like that. I do hope we get at least one game that's like, holy shit, what's going on? But that's pretty much kind of what I expected it to be like. Yeah, which is weird because I don't know, like... the game went into overtime so it's like you'd say like like on paper it's like oh you know like a 3-3 game that went into overtime like that was probably such a good game but it's like that first goal that bounced off of like gear and like was I don't know like I just it's whatever yeah I was just happy to see that the abs won pulled it off I will say I actually because obviously game ones like no one really there's no way to tell really like you can't be like oh yeah I think it's definitely going to be the abs it's definitely going to be the lightning especially seeing as those teams don't have a ton of experience against one one another I did say I was like I think the lightning will take game one even though that the abs are at home and they very well could have I think it's a very winnable game for them clearly but I'm glad it went to the abs but yeah I feel like that's just how the whole series going to for the most part I'll be very surprised if there's like more than one game where it's just like lopsided scoring yeah I was in a group chat last night with the Miss and Chicks girls talking about the game and I was like uh Callie had mentioned how she had basically just seen that the media was like oh this is bolts all day blah 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 and I was like it's crazy because I've seen that too as far as like national media goes and it's like I don't really understand why because it's like their point is that it's the goaltending. Like if you have the best goaltender in the world, that's like, what's going to sway you. And I'm like, okay, like I yeah. understand that. And I agree with that. But the thing is, is that the abs have the best player in the world right now, in my opinion, in Kale McCarr. And it's like, when you have defensive scoring in your back pocket, let alone defensive scoring like that, I think it deserves a lot more respect than it's getting from national media and like retired hockey players for sure. That's the thing. I don't like, cause I agree with you. I feel like there's like, Oh, lightning's goaltending best of the best. Yeah. Obviously like we all fucking know that. Like anyone that knows anything about the NHL knows that, 
but like you said, like the Avalanche's roster is stacked. They have so much depth that you regularly see, like, I feel like more than most teams, you see those fourth line guys scoring, you know, their names, like the fact that they're like regular names that people like recognize should tell you all that, then yeah, you have fucking Kale McCarr <laughs> who was starting to debate, oh, is Connor McDavid actually the best hockey player or is it Kale McCarr? You know, he's getting compared to Bobby Orr by Wayne Gretzky, Literally. Like, all these things. And then just, and I'm like, it's very evenly matched. It's not like Darcy Kemper is some scrub. He's no Vesna winner, but I don't know. I think this is like a perfect matchup. I do hate seeing a lightning here again. I think it's so boring and kind of bad for the sport, if you ask me. I agree. But I don't know. It will be, I think it'll be good if the Avs win. I agree. <laughs> to be honest. I think, I think that if, how old is Kamakar? 23? 23, yeah. I think if a 23-year-old fucking slays the Tampa Bay Lightning like that, Mm -hmm. that is the David and Goliath story that the NHL needs. Whereas if the Bolts repeat, that is a very bad look for the sport. Yeah, it's just so boring. And that's why it's like Alabama. Because I'm like, for the most part, I'm like, is there anyone that's actually rooting for the Lightning that aren't Lightning fans? And there are some people that are like, why? Do you not understand how boring that is? They're like, well, I don't like the abs. You like the Lightning? Right. <laughs> They're becoming the Patriots. Like, everyone hates the Patriots. Everyone should hate the Lightning. <laughs> I stopped caring about the Lightning when they got rid of Tyler Johnson. That was when I was like, you are fucking dead to me I still think the funniest thing in the world I don't care if they won two cups since is when they got swept by the fucking blue jackets (laughs) that's hilarious I will never forget it I don't think anyone should ever let them forget it because that was fucking cringe and then they made that cringe tweet like we don't have the words you you, we know you don't want to hear it you should have just said nothing because now that's all I ever think about like yeah, you may have two cups. You may be back for a third time. You got swept by the fucking Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> Your argument ends there. Um, so we both already gave our predictions. Who are you taking game two? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Abs. I think they, I think they take it at home. Yeah, I'm going with Abs. Cool. Um, I have. I guess we have to talk about game six tonight. Uh I I think the Warriors win tonight. I'm sorry, Celtics fans. I think that the Celtics postseason not losing two in a row comes to an end tonight. Also, this will be up by the time this is recorded, but I heard that the Warriors already have a room booked at Memoir tonight. Really? Yep. Cool. Um, I mean, I'll go with the Celtics just because. Game seven but chaos. I- why not? Yeah, I'll go with Celtics. I'm Bostonian, whatever. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. I, Jordan and I had a great time the other night talking about basketball. <laughs> it's so much fun talking basketball with Jordan. Maybe maybe we should have Jordan come talk some shit on the show about the Celtics next week oh, or something. Oh, she would love to. Yeah, I think we should do that next or Yeah, next week, either win or lose. I feel like she could, you know, summarize the series. Yeah, I would say we'll have Andy on and we can have her come on for like that <laughs> Saturday segment. show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, we should try and plan on that. The only thing that I think that I have to comment on, have you seen all the stuff going on with Aisha Curry? Yeah. <laughs> I love that Steph wore an Aisha Curry can cook t-shirt. Oh, I didn't even know he did that. That's funny. Yeah, in post-game, after game five. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I did not know that. Yeah, and then someone asked him about it in, like, the post- or like pregame or whatever, some sort of press conference in the last couple of days after that one. And he was like, you know, when you've been around as long as I do, like you just have to like throw the smoke back or whatever. Like basically that's what he said. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've had fun with it, but like, if that's like the comment that gets you mad is like someone being like Aisha Curry can't cook when she has like dozens of restaurants and cookbooks, like <laughs> whatever. I thought it was a pretty good fair joke. I thought I, it was, thought a it was hilarious. Good, clean, like G-rated yeah. comedy from the city of Boston. Us classless folk up here. I'm like the amount of things that they could have said and they said that I thought it was clever. And like you said, good, clean banter. <laughs> and it wasn't a Draymond Green joke. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, my only comment, and I know that I have been like kind of flaming Celtics fans a little bit. I'm just so sick of every game being bl- that the Celtics lose. The first thing that's said is the refs. Like that's I'll just all the refs. Dude, I'm so fucking sick of that card. It's been the entire postseason. But whatever. My pop culture shit of the week as we start to close out the show. I have two things I want to talk about we can just kind of join them, I guess. One, I want to talk about Kim Kardashian ripping Marilyn Monroe's dress. I'll be honest. I read that. I was like, I don't give a fuck. What did they think was going to happen? I'm like, why did anyone okay her to wear it? That's well, what yeah. I thought. I'm like, That's why the was first it okay issue. to wear it? What did they think was going to happen? I don't know. It's, it's not okay that she got to wear it, first of all, in my opinion. But it's like, she had a mock dress made or she could have just asked the designer to make one for her. True. Like he's still alive and you're a billionaire. I was like, why is it just signed like a museum or something? It, it was. Yeah. Well then why were they like, yeah, you can wear this. I, like, she I took it. How much money. It was in a museum and she went and tried it on at the museum in Orlando and they let her borrow it. And now the strap is ripped off and they had to sew the back back together because of fucking Kim Kardashian's ass. If that goes to tell you anything about America, it's literally that fucking billionaires can destroy pieces of like public history with their ass. And it's fine because they're a sexy billionaire. Ass too fat. Ass too fat. <laughs> Crime okay. ass too fat. How, it just like, it. It's not the fact that, like, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Marilyn Monroe stan. Like, I have actually, like, co- like when I was a kid, I was so obsessed with Mar- Marilyn Monroe. I have, like, an American history, like, collection of, like, collectibles of her at my mom's house. <laughs> so, like, I'm, this is, like, very niche. Um, <laughs> You're talking but, to someone that was obsessed with the fucking Kennedys. So, or still kind of am. <laughs> there you go. So, it's, like. I love her and I well I guess it's kind of the same thing I don't know I just I'm disappointed that we are in a society where Kim Kardashian can ruin shit with her ass and it's expected for us to just be like okay (laughs) my other pop culture shit of the week 
Britney Spears' ex-husband crashed her wedding. And I swear to God, if I ever get married and one of my exes isn't that obsessed with me to the point where they try to ruin my wedding day, I don't want it. I feel so bad for her. I'm like, seriously, this woman's been through so much shit. She's so excited. I'm sure she still had a great wedding day. But I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, cut this woman a break. Like, leave Brittany alone, literally. I am here for the drama. I'm like, oh my God, like, this could be a Hallmark movie. I just feel so bad for her. I feel like, bad like, for her too. I don't know what her mental state's like. Like, True. I don't know. I'm like, she was probably just so excited and like now like oh here's the ha- what's supposed to be the happiest day of your life you've gone through all this shit over the years oh by the way your crazy ex is here now and like I said I'm sure she still had a great day like it all like was resolved and whatnot but I'm like fucking give this woman a break it's true poor Brittany but like it's just like I kind of live for that drama but I also don't have the trauma of being America's most beloved pop star under a conservatorship or you're like literally dad yep um I don't know I hated it for her but loved the (laughs) storyline I just hated everything about it (laughs) that is why we are the yin and yang of podcasting people um my tea party segments I want to talk about Carter McDavid because I feel like we have to yeah I say I had McDavid and Tim Anderson as mine Okay, your tweet about her pink top, though, did we, I was so serious when I was like, I hope that she's an influencer and has a revolve link, because I feel like every influencer has a revolve link, but I need to know where that fucking shirt is from. Some people respond to me with, like, similar tops, like, it might just be an older top, because no one could find that specific color, and I was like, well, I wanted that specific color. (laughs) I have to stay on brand, so I need the hot pink one, and no one could find it for me. Every single, like, Connor McDavid fangirl is going to be in the crowd in that top next year. The tweets that came out of that were so fucking funny. Hockey Twitter so funny. <laughs> I, we talk about it all the time, but I follow so many of, like, the young, like, mitts and chicks type on hockey Twitter. Comedians. Gen Z... <laughs> has no fucking boundaries they are comedic geniuses like every single one of them they <laughs> have no boundaries none i'm like i feel like a creepy old woman like liking every single one it's like reach the point because there's certain stuff i can't reach because of work whatever but i'll like go and like them all and i'm like fuck this is how are they so clever <laughs> it's so funny and they're so quick about it too mm-hmm um I think I sent you one where it was like a bunch of like my girlfriend's like guessing NHL players and it's like different like pros and then it's Connor like she's like Jim Jeff George and it's like Igor Shesterkin and like I don't know and then it's like Connor McDavid's picture and she goes Connor McDavid and her contact photo (laughs) is the picture of the girl that he left the bar with (laughs) I will say I feel so bad for his girlfriend Lauren me too. I I'm followed like, her on Instagram. Brutal. Brutal. And I won't lie, I made fun of her a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was on here or to someone else, because she's the one that designed those god-awful Oilers wags jackets that were like graffiti art. Yeah. 
and I know she's also the one that designed their like funky house they've got going on. She seems sweet, like she seems like a nice girl. I would not wish that upon anyone. And then you just have that blasted everywhere and everyone's making jokes at your expense and you have to like just watch it all play out. That fucking sucks. Yeah, well, and it's like he's gonna get to keep the house that she designed and everything because like obviously it's probably his. Well, I bet they're not even gonna like because they're not engaged, I don't think. Because I think they're still dating. Yeah, they I'm are like, still dating. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, I'm assuming, yeah, she just has to like turn a blind eye. I'm sure they had maybe one conversation about it, though. I can't imagine Connor McDavid's an easy person to have a conversation with. I would, I don't care who you are. It's over if you publicly embarrass me like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know how wags do it. I really don't. Like, you don't think they're still together do you I think they are bro I went and tossed her a follow on Instagram so like when the fallout happened I could be like a girl's girl and be like I want to support your content and like whatever endeavors you get into or whatever but if she stays with him girl do not Khloe Kardashian yourself I really feel because that's what those wags do like there is no way a lot of them like don't know I don't know if you saw one of the, I think it was Jake Diekman's wife from the Red Sox, like made a TikTok, like, oh, the Red Sox wags and their like problems, whatever. It was a funny TikTok, it was cute. And someone commented and it was like, oh, too bad wags, like constantly getting cheated on or whatever. And she like made a video. She's like, funny as all these people that aren't married to athletes that are saying this. And I do agree with her point. Like, I don't think anyone, unless you're like in that like group knows specifically, but also I'm like, I do think it's a bit naive to be like, oh, you don't get it. Like, cheating's not as common as you think like if everyone from the outside looking in knows that guys are cheating then you do too maybe your mm-hmm. husband does it and maybe his friends don't but I think it's just like again I don't want to discredit her because she is a wag or whatever mm-hmm. but like just in general I'm like I think it's a bit naive to be like no it's not near as common as people think because that is a conception people have and I think it is a very true one and we've seen it, it play is. out so many times it's just another example of it same with Tim Anderson the same yeah. fucking week well it's also like the only other comment I have before we talk about the Tim Anderson stuff and it's like it's not even like it's we feel this way because we have obviously like privileged information that is private between us and like athletes and stuff like that it's not like I'm I didn't sign like anything to say I wouldn't talk about things in certain situations, obviously in some, yes, and others, no, but it's like, I feel this way just as like a fan in general. Like it is very common knowledge that athletes are consistent. Like, I don't want to say stereotypes exist for a reason because I feel like that's not fair to say, but it's like, there are just certain thoughts that are commonly known for a reason. I'm like a fucking 12 year old boys on TikTok know it. There's probably some truth to it. <laughs> True. And also like infidelity isn't like something that just exists among professional athletes. Like it's very common in all of society. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's just these guys are like they have that title pro athlete. So it's almost easier for them, especially when they're on the road and like they are known. Like and girls will be like, oh, I don't know, like whatever. I don't know. Um, all right. You want to talk about Tim Anderson? And then I have one other tea party before we get to our closing thoughts. Yeah. The Tim Anderson story. Have you seen much of this? I have wild, but not to a point where I feel like I could like accurately describe in its entirety. 
Okay, so he obviously cheated on his wife, who's fucking, not that it matters, but, like, she's fucking stunning. They have kids with each other. They've been married now for a hot minute, like, all this. He cheated on her with this woman who posted a picture of, I think it was just initially a picture of it, it was, like, my baby daddy or something tagged him in it, which, like, bold. But then you look, he's, like, in multiple, she's posted multiple stories, and there's ones of him just, like, looking at the camera like he's not trying to hide like she's filming him and he's like reacting to it like not trying to hide it at all and I'm like okay and he's literally having a child with this woman (laughs) Mm. I hate that oh I feel like baseball in particular is a very very bad shooting issue probably because it's the easiest because they're on the road so much it's such a long season and they're in a lot of the same cities consistently yeah I'm like it is fucking insane that this woman was just posting him as if she didn't know because obviously she knows he's married with kids I'm not putting the blame on her even though that is insane of her to do I don't yeah she gets away with being innocent whatever but why would he allow that and why is it I don't know this whole thing is just insane to me yeah that is not fun Mm-hmm. Um, on a lighter note, I want to talk about the love of your life, Greg Grippo. Love Greg. I, Sarah, <coughs> the bagel. At... Okay. So I sent Sarah two of Greg Grippo's stories this week, like this morning, because he was eating a bagel, like a, oops, sorry. I just kicked my desk. Eating a bagel, like a psychopath. Like he was eating it like a sandwich, like didn't take it apart and eat like each half of the bagel was just like fucking raw dogging the entire thing together and then his follow-up story was that he was getting a lion tattoo for like courage or some shit on his entire arm today i let the bagel one go because i like i don't know i've never had a jersey bagel but i feel like people talk them up a lot and i'm like you know what maybe they are so good you just want to eat them like a sandwich i can let the bagel side not the corny ass tattoo that knocks him down a couple times if you have like a bear <laughs> tattoo for like courage or bravery or like an eagle tattoo for freedom or like a fucking I don't know lion like Greg Grippo for whatever <laughs> fucking reason that shit unless you play for like the Bruins or the Grizzlies or no yeah. okay or like fucking Team USA and you get like an eagle tattoo fucking awesome go for it but if it's like yeah I just feel like my inner like primal self like really reflect it like reflects through this animal you know also of all people <laughs> Greg Greg <laughs> I literally just watched like the bagussi of cream cheese drip out of your mouth after that bite and you're gonna tell me you're getting a fucking lion tattoo for courage I'm like, shut the it. fuck up that I have a crush on should not have any <laughs> let me make that abundantly clear now if I have a crush on you you are not any of those things <laughs> huh. and you're gonna attach to that because she knows the boys that I have like dated hooked up with, but not a single one of those boys <laughs> could get away with that <laughs> don't do it Greg <laughs> It's just not you. It's not you, honey. <laughs> I'm just going to start asking him to take you to Chili's in a cutoff t-shirt so he can show off the tattoo. 
I cannot wait for him to post it. I really can't. Can I go? I need to know if he's like posted an update. <laughs> oh, Very please. active on Instagram. He, that's on, yes, yes. You already posted one? <laughs> Sarah, the update. Thank you to all who have been so supportive, but I am not getting a lion hunting a gazelle tattoo. I did get a very small tat though. Thank fucking God. He is a comedic genius. And we looked at this because I, I just- I know you want to do this to me. Thank God. See, lines up perfectly of men I would have <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Stupid shit like that just to make a silly little joke. <laughs> oh, I am so relieved for you. Chilies really, can continue. It did not come down a few times. I was like, oh. <laughs> Thank God. Um, text of the week. I just want to say anti shout out to Gary. Fuck Gary. Fuck Gary. Gay ass Gary. <laughs> Gay ass Gary. No! I'm just gonna like as quickly as possible. That was so funny. <laughs> I just gotta end the show here. Um, thanks so much for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. War Eagle, kick, kick ass in the College World Series, boys. Thanks for listening to Saturdays. Oh, Tyler, cut it here. Keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays up for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays up for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Uh. Uh. It's Saturday, y'all. Uh. Saturdays and Celsius. With your host, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go. Uh-huh.